When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Joe with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Started by Griffin. Traveled. Sure did. Behind the back. Andrew wide open. And cashes it in. Um, just a win. <laughs> you know, to be honest. All that comes is playing hard and playing together. You know, and playing within, you know, the system now they want us to play. <coughs> so just getting the win is fine with me. All right, I'll, I'll wait. You guys would like to apologize to me? It's we've all got, you. We've got two hours if you guys your would regular, like to apologize Your to regular me. Herbie Brooks, you, you've so motivated this young man <laughs> into becoming a all-star, all-NBA yeah. MVP, realizing his... T- you know, people think it's Gerson, and people think it's Ryan. It's the scare right here. It's Phil Mackey. Yeah, that's what it is. Listen, Andrew, a, bru- a bruise on the thigh is a long way from the heart, Andrew. <laughs> he's not Richard Nixon, he's Herb Brooks. That's <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon. You're not going to have... You're not going to have Andrew Wiggins to kick around anymore. I will not take two-point jump shots from 20 feet anymore. No, no. But I think it was—I I think it was a write that down session from like six weeks ago, and I told you guys Andrew Wiggins is going to set career highs in four different categories, and you guys laughed and mocked and ridiculed. I did. I know. Th- I thoroughly did. So I'm not going to—I'm not running from the truth. The I don't—I don't remember. I do remember you saying you had high expectations for Andrew Wiggins this year. I don't remember the segment specifically though, and what was said. I don't know if I was laughing at you because I thought you were just that wrong or if I was laughing because of the 180 that you made on Andrew Wiggins from the president of the Andrew Wiggins haters club to the president of the Andrew Wiggins fan club. Listen, the great stockbrokers, the great investors, the Warren Buffetts, the Bobby Axelrods from billions on Showtime, they can sniff out trends before the public. Mm -hmm. You can call me the Wiggins whisperer, gentlemen. I told you two months ago, as whoa, the lead whoa, whoa. as the lead no. seller of Wiggins stock for for four years. I told you how many games are we ah. in? How many games are are we in? I'm Ten. I'm I did laugh at you. I'm willing to admit that. Ten and so far, in. I did too. I, I just don't remember the you. exact reason that. But we're I ten games in. Okay. So we're 10 games in. Here are his averages, just mm-hmm. for the record. Okay. He's averaging 25 and a half points a game. Okay. He's averaging five rebounds, three and a half assists. He's shooting 47%, which would be a career high. Ten games in, but 47%. Okay. And uh, his effective field goal percentage, which takes into context all of the different things, like where you shoot from, uh, how efficient you are, 
By far a career high of 53%. Hold on a second here. Andrew I don't know Wiggins. what Judd is doing. I'm watching him. Cl- I'm doing it. math. Andrew Wiggins okay. also. Oh, let me give you this one. This one oh, keep going. Okay. oh, keep going. I'm okay. doing math. Ten games in. I get it. But Andrew Wiggins, I like to go by, uh, there's some of these like player efficiency rating. How are you as a total player, right? Defense, uh, shooting, offense, all these different things. Rebounding assists. And uh, win shares per 48 minutes is a pretty good indicator of your overall game. In fact, if you go back last year and you rank all the players in the NBA based on win shares per 48, it's a pretty good reflection of who the best players are. Like Giannis, James Harden, uh, Anthony Davis, guys like that, okay? Wiggins last year, win shares per 48, was 350th or something like that in the NBA. This year, he's 40th. Mm-hmm. He's one of the top 40 to 45 players through the first three weeks of the season in a very key number. Andrew Wiggins, I told you. Told okay, you so I did some math you guys here. laughed. I did some math. I actually, I saw Rami, you. Rami, I'm going to show you what the oh, math is. Oh, you double-checked your work because I, was, I yep. saw you write it down. Yep. When you, when, when, I did some math here, Phil. So first, Judd asked... How many games are left? Or how many games have been played? And you and I said 10, and I saw him pick up his handy-dandy pencil. And Judd is still using pencils like that you have to sharpen. I sharpened it this morning. Where do you find a pencil sharpener? There's one right outside here. Okay. By our computer. computer. I'll have you know that I've had two people ask me in the last week and a half as they try to clean up the office, hey, do we need newspapers and this pencil sharpener anymore? said... Yes, yes, and yes, 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 yes. Thank you very much. Thank but you very soon, much. So Judd asked us how many games have been played. We said 10. Yep. And I saw him pick up his pencil, and I looked at what he was writing down, <laughs> and he actually wrote out the equation yep. 82 minus 10. Yep, which comes to 72. Equals 72. He, yep. did, he did the math. So in 72 games, come back and talk to me, Showed and I can, uh, I can right. tell you what I think. All right. Uh, but I guess the question is right uh-huh. now, I'm not going to let you have 72 more games. I'm going to ask you this question after 10 games, Okay. You have to make them right now before they play another game all year. You have to make the decision. Do you trade Andrew Wiggins right now uh-huh. or do you let it ride and hope that this can either maintain or even get better with the new system, the new coach, everything? What can I, what am I getting back? I mean, you got to give me some 50 parameter. cents on the, do- you're mostly clearing out his salary. 50 cents on the dollar. You're mostly clearing out his, but you have to take some contracts back. Sure, sure, sure. And sure. Uh, you're mostly trading him just to be be done with him. I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm pulling the trigger as quickly as I possibly can. I don't believe it. I just don't. Not for the long term. He's been motivated before. It's come. It's gone. It's ten games. It looks better. But all here. Here's the here's the great thing right now. If you're the wolves, if you're the wolves and wild, and you are focused on trying to win games right now, you're crazy. Oh, this I is think all in about different spots. This is all right. But in both, they are slightly. But this is all about one word: discovery. You get a year of discovery. And Andrew Wiggins has shown me enough on the bad side that I'm not convinced. So if I can clear that contract out and if I can get just a little something back. I mean, we were talking a year ago about attaching a first-round pick to the guy yeah. to trade him. You might still, by the way. It's, it's not like everyone's going to be bought in. Well, but if they – but, uh, but okay, I need somebody. I need a team that's bought in. So I'm not, I'm not trading him and giving up a first-round pick now. But if I can make a – if I can make what it comes – the what what in hockey terms is called a hockey trade. If I can make a basketball trade and I'm not just subtracting him with a first round pick, I am making. Yeah, the trade. you you basically be trading him for like a couple of just like bench players. But it's a basketball trade. It's just, not. A, I'm not attaching. I'm not attaching assets to him. Then yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, Rami? I think I'm in. I think I'm in on Andrew Wiggins. I don't think I'm trading him because I don't think you're gonna. First of all, I'm starting to believe that. 
Andrew Wiggins might not just be able to meet the expectations that we set when this season started. Andrew Wiggins might live up to number one pick in max contract wow. at some point. I'm starting to think that's a real possibility at this point. And I don't think you're going to get a player or an asset in return who can come anywhere near that. And even if he's just the guy who we talked about with lowered and altered expectations when the season started of like, hey, man, if they can get if they can get more out of him than what they've gotten, now they're not going to get what they expected when they drafted him. That was kind of the mindset that we had when we came into the season. Even if he reaches those types of heights, those types of expectations that we had when this season started, the lowered, altered expectations, I don't think you get the value back for him that you're sending elsewhere. I, I just I just don't. And I'm ready not right now to to buy in and take that gamble that Andrew Wiggins can at least come close to Living up to the pick and yeah. to the contract. Yeah. So this is going to sound crazy because of how I savaged him for four years. Mm-hmm. I stand by everything I said about him for four years because he deserved almost all, if not all, of that criticism. He deserved criticism when he sort of coasted and loafed through games, when even though he didn't have great infrastructure from a coaching perspective, and Tom Thibodeau was the exact wrong guy to put with Andrew Wiggins if you're trying to maximize. Like, Wiggins needs to be empowered, not browbeat. And so he was subject to three years in the middle of his growth to just a, an ogre who couldn't stop yelling during games. Um, so there's there's things that there's things that Andrew, despite those things, could have figured out on his own. Just stop taking inefficient jumpers. Look around the league. What's winning? You know, why why aren't other players shooting with a hand in their face from 20? So there's, there's so many things that he could have done on his own. But with Gerson Rosas and the system all the way down to Ryan Saunders and the coaching staff, they've unlocked something in these 10 games that's not a fluke. Uh, there's been 10-game stretches before in his career where he's put up 27 points and five rebounds and assists and different things, uh, but he shot like 55% from three-point range over that stretch, and he's just like he just was red-hot from three-point range. He's not even really red-hot from the field. He's just getting to the rim, he's getting to the line, and he's, and he's not shooting as many long jumpers. So if given the choice right now, gun to the head, you got to trade him for 50 cents on the dollar and just to get rid of him, or you let it ride and you hope that this is the new guy or he can get even better than this, I'm in too. If and I, I know it sounds crazy. Either, either I, way, it's a gamble. If you stick with him, it's a gamble that he's same old Wiggins. And if you trade him, it's a gamble that this this is a new Andrew Wiggins. And this is a guy who can finally start living up to the expectations when he came into this league and you're giving that up in a trade for the unknown, essentially, if it's a draft pick. that that's Either way, it's a gamble, so it's a matter of where do you want to put your chips at this point. Yeah. And I'm putting my chips on Wiggins I mean, is going to be good, and he should do it in a Timberwolves also, uniform. Imagine, like, if, so let's just take this guy right here, okay? This guy who has definitely become a top 50 NBA player, if not even higher than that. Just the first, the first 10 games of Andrew Wiggins, if you could just take this, and this is what you get, is there... Is there any doubt that you'd sign up for that, right, Judd? Like, if, if you knew this oh, is the I, guy you're going to yes, if this that. was him, yes. Okay, you're, you're questioning, rightfully so, by the way, you're questioning, can you do this for the next 10 games, I'm not question- for 50 games? I'm not questioning ability, I'm questioning mentality. And all I'm, if I'm Gerson, all I'm here to do is fool you into thinking that this is him, mentality-wise. And I don't, and I say, if I'm playing poker, it's not. The ability, there's never been a question. There's never been a question since his first year. 
This is the kid that went into Cleveland and lit him up and See, said, I was motivated. And I said to myself, that's a major problem. And right now, right now, they've done a great job of inspiring him. And when he's engaged, he's this guy. This is him. But I've seen athletes like this in every sport. And they flame up and then they flame back down. And I think, you know, I, I would even actually nitpick what you just said because I think there there were a lot of ability things that people overrated too. I mean, he was a here's something really nuanced and small that I noticed big time the last couple games that, whoa, he has, someone told him how to do this for the first time or he discovered it himself or something. He's been a terrible dribbler his entire career. You ever watch him the first five years of his career and he's dribbling up by his waist and out of control and he does the spin move, but he's like, He's like bouncing the ball by his eyebrows, you know, mm-hmm. and he goes into the lane and somebody just takes the ball from him. It happens all the time. Or he he uh, he gets too loose with his dribble and he'll dribble it off his knee and out of bounds with 30 seconds to go because he's just, you know, he's just out over his skis. Mm-hmm. If you watch him in these last couple games and he's still like he still dribbles high sometimes. And I'm not I'm not a scout, so don't necessarily take my word for gospel here, but. Watch how often now they've got him dribbling below his waist and by his knee. Just more of a controlled dribble in traffic. Little things like that. That Did no one teach him stuff like this? Like, why Why did it take five years? I think they tried. For Tom Thibodeau and even before that, uh, Sam Mitchell and Flip Saunders to say, dude, how about not taking six jump shots from 19 feet anymore? But whatever it is with the new coaching staff and Gerson Rosas, they've clearly, whether it's putting the stickers on the practice court, the red and the green, he has just, by just getting rid of crappy shots. He's become a top 40 player. It's amazing. I, I just don't buy into to the fact that it's a permanent change. I buy into the fact that they've gotten to him and that he can do this. And, and if I thought if this was his third year, second year in into it, I'd be like, okay, that change is a real thing. But I so question when people do this because I've seen so many people in all walks of life go through sports or go through work shifts for a week or two where they apply themselves and you're like, you are really good. This is really different. And then inevitably, if it's too far into their lives or careers, those people come back to, they. if they don't take the full step back, they regress enough to where I say, okay, it wasn't real because they're just not wired that way. I think more times than not, you're right. But, and this is going to sound corny and cliche, people do change. And people mature. People get older and realize that they, they haven't been doing things the right way for the first part of their life. And I've made this analogy before, and I'm going to make it again. I was 320 pounds when I was 29 years old. 320 pounds. I sit here, not in Adonis today, but right around 200 pounds. And what got me to 320? A lot of bad habits. Eating whatever I wanted, how much of it I wanted, and wherever, and as, and as frequently as I wanted, and not exercising. This sounds like fun. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I talk about that on stage, that I had fun being fat. I wasn't a depressed eater or an emotional eater. I just love food, and I hate exercise, and that's still true today. <laughs> but, I, and and it would have been real easy, especially considering the fact that I had $500 on the line to lose the weight that I lost. It would have been real easy for me to collect the money and go right back to my bad habits. But I haven't. For 10 years, I've stayed away from those bad habits, for the most part. I still go and crush a cinnamon roll at the bakery down the street every once in a while. But I've broken those bad habits and have gotten myself... That's your bad game. In the routine. That's your two-point jump yeah, shot right that's there. That's my yeah. mid-range jump. Yeah. That's, where you that's, cinnamon roll. that's where you can't help yourself. <laughs> it just looked open. You're playing... <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're playing Detroit. You come throw one the up. The shot was open and I took it, all yeah. right? And it was delicious. Yeah, and now you're back. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part... I 
I've changed those habits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in my situation, they do go back to their old habits, and they do go back to being obese. But every once in a while, it sticks, and people change. See, and I think that's what we're seeing with th- Andrew Wiggins. And I think what you have to figure out here is if if Greg Popovich was the one that drafted Andrew Wiggins, or, or more accurately, traded for Andrew Wiggins and had him from his rookie year, would Greg Popovich have allowed him uh, to eat the cinnamon roll? You know, because that's that's what happens, right? Like, there's a Danny and I did, uh, and we'll talk to we're going to get Danny on for a few minutes in the five o'clock hour. Uh, him and I did, a, I think it'll be out tomorrow. We did a super deep dive into Andrew Wiggins on Raised by Wolves podcast, which you can find Scorn Earth app, Apple, Spotify, and we got talking about because he's from Cleveland. I said. I'm not saying that all of the Cleveland quarterbacks that have failed over the last 15 or 20 years would have been stars under Bill Belichick, because there's just a certain amount of guys that probably were just crappy, like Brady Quinn. Probably just wasn't going to be good anywhere. Um, you know, uh, Spurgeon Wynn was with Cleveland for a while. Like there's, But if you start out and you're with the wrong coach or the wrong infrastructure or whatever it is that's just wrong, and you have no shot out of the gate... Uh, that that to me is is kind of what Andrew Wiggins went through his first few years. But he had flip right for one year, right? But I mean, for so one he, year, right, right, right. But, but it's not like he he had year one a really bad coach. Yeah, but, he, but but he, he was, was a good coach. But, but I think in year one there was some promise. He he wasn't taking nearly as many long shots. Uh, he was in plus he was actually his rookie year was like his best rebounding year because mm-hmm. flip had flip. Well, he had, dropped had to a the basket his first couple of years too, didn't he? Yeah, and he's and he's done that to some extent, but. He's, he fell so in love with that two-point jumper under Tom Thibodeau because Tom Thibodeau had no idea how to coach Andrew Wiggins. So I can't believe, like, I'm, I'm having an out-of-body experience right now. I'm sitting here just, like, for the last 15 yeah. minutes saying things really, I never thought really I would let, say. You're really Wiggins. letting me down, man. You got a chance <laughs> here. You bucked his value, and now, and now you're keeping him. You know what this is? The estate sale started, and you're like, none of it's for sale now. Leave. Leave the house. This is like Mackie's buddy has been dating a girl for a long time who he thinks is bad news, and he's like, dude, I'm telling you, this yeah, is not the one. Right. You do not want to be with this girl. This is not going to end well, man. This is going to be bad for you. And then they break up. And he swoops right in. He's like, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But they didn't break up yet. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, she's great. She's she's awesome. This is unbelievable. She's changed my life. It's I great. Feel, I feel like that's if Wiggins gets traded. That's the analogy. But, uh, the other thing. So we had we had Royce on yesterday, as we always do, to wrap the show. And I believe the direct quote from him was uh, when they went six of forty five from three point range a couple nights ago. The, the, he called it cartoon basketball. Yeah, it's a great phrase. I loved it. And then, of course, last night, they play more cartoon basketball, but they go 15 of 34 from uh-huh. downtown because that's what happens. And if you look at the teams that have missed the most three-pointers in a game historically, the Houston Rockets have four of the worst games of uh, four of the six worst games. So, it's I mean, it's, it's a system. To me, you sign up for that. There's going to be five games like that where you put up 30 or 35 missed three-pointers or more, mm-hmm. and you just have to sort of live with it. And last night was validation that, yeah, there's going to be some wild swings both ways. You're going to have halves where you go 9 of 11 like they did last night in the first half. I love it. I get why some people are uh, can't handle the swings and the emotions of shooting that many threes, but I think it's awesome, and I think it's fun to see guys like Andrew Wiggins, like Jake Lehman last night. Like, that guy comes in, and he's just camped outside the three-point line, and there's going to be games where Jake Lehman hits five threes, and that's awesome. And, and it never would have happened on previous Their personnel's games. just wrong, right? Like, they, they've got it's, a it's, few it's guys, but it's not there wrong. yet. But they're not going to... 
I, I remember it was game, uh, what was it, a game four target center of the uh, first round playoff series that the Wolves played against Houston a couple years back when they went to the postseason. And the Rockets that first half would do nothing but shoot threes, and they missed everything. And I finally tweeted, why wouldn't you drive and go inside a couple times just to get some baskets? And people tweeted back, uh-uh, they will never do that. That's not how they operate. They're it's never, math. they're never going to. And sure enough, they stunk for one half of basketball. Guess what happened? Third quarter, they come out, bang, 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 bang. They start to yeah. hit them. So they, these guys, they don't care that the personnel is not yet right. It's the system. And so some nights it's going to be brutal and some nights it's going to be decent. And and a year from now, my guess is the personnel will have largely changed. But, yeah, they're not ever going to deviate from and say, ah, you know what, bleep the three. Not going to happen. Yeah. And this is this kind of goes back to the discussion that we've had time and time again concerning baseball and all the home runs and all the walks and all the strikeouts. Yep. People go, we need to cut down on the home runs. And my point was always, do you realize... Do you realize what you're missing? Do you realize right now what you're saying you want back in the game? You want ground outs and pop outs and things that really aren't that entertaining. And yeah, there are fun plays that happen when the ball is in play. But that's like one in every eight balls that's in play where something fun is happening on the bases or somebody is doing something impressive with the glove. When we're talking about basketball and the influx of threes and specifically with the Timberwolves and the influx of threes, what are you missing? You really missed the mid-range jumper? You really missed that 14 to 16 footer just inside the arc? Like it's not like an entertaining part of the game has been removed to add in the three-pointers. The most entertaining things in basketball are dunks and three-pointers. That's what that's what entertains, that's what sells tickets, that's what makes highlights, that's what equals ratings. Three-pointers and dunks. Nothing has been removed from the game that you would that you should be missing. Nothing. Roycey wants Cat inside. That's my theory here. He wants Cat inside get to three, get the ball down. But here's, here's the thing. I'm telling you for this year. You're installing a system, right? Like, this is the installation for a team that, by the way, has never done this. Rockets basketball has never come here. So you're installing a system. I honestly don't think that you are sweating of, oh, we lost that game by two points tonight. Now, maybe in four, three years, you will be, okay? And maybe in three years, you'd alter things slightly. I don't know. You probably don't. But the fact is they clearly said, we've got X amount of guys who can play. And we've got X amount of guys who are NBA players, but they're not great. But we're not going to forego what we do. And it's that simple. And that's why I'm not worried about it. Yeah, Like, I never watch a game thinking, oh, the Wolves blew that one. That's too bad. Okay, they blew it. Or they didn't blow it. But also, to go back to the cartoon basketball phrase, it's cartoon basketball because of what you just said, which is you're asking square pegs to go into round holes. Mm-hmm. And what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is keep the round holes yeah. and just get rid of the square pegs after the season. Which they'll work on. And they will. Um and by the way, Carl Anthony Towns is putting up ridiculous numbers across the board and they are leading to winning. It's not like it's not like in, in the Kevin Love era where he put up like he'd go hunting for rebounds and stuff that like anyone could have grabbed so that he could get his 15, um, and they were losing games. Carl Anthony Towns is putting up actual meaningful numbers, and his bad games now, he's had a couple kind of clunker games when you just kind of watch and you know break a bunch of threes, but his clunker games now are like 29-7, and seven, you know? Like a clunker game for Towns is still a double-double and a bunch of assists and some decent defense compared to the last couple of years. So, is it safe to say, though, that... 
since he came back from the suspension, Andrew Wiggins has been the best player on this basketball team? Yes. I think that's that's 100% accurate. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that's absolutely And they're correct. winning basketball yeah. games. Like if I told you yeah. Andrew Wiggins is the best player on the Wolves for a stretch of 6 games. Yeah. But this, you would say they lost a bunch but, of those games and Cat was hurt, right? But the one thing I will say about this is it sounds crazy because of what we become used to, but when you see this kid play or or this guy play at his best, it's not really crazy. This is there. That that's the that's the conundrum of the conversation, right? Like this is not a decent player who, oh my God, now is unbelievable and he might be an all-star and and this is an out-of-body experience. We've seen it, Phil. This is there inside. The question is, it's unlocked right now. Can it remain unlocked permanently? And that's where I, I have serious doubts because it's taken so long and he usually reverts back. But this player, this is the player who was drafted first. Like, he deserved that. This is not the kid from Canada that the Cavs took the, the year before. What, what was it, Bennett, who they traded here for a while? Uh, yeah, who, Anthony Bennett. Oh Anthony Bennett, God. right. He just couldn't play. He was yeah. awful. Yeah. This kid can play. We know that. And it's unlocked right now. This Does is, it stay uh, unlocked? This is Wiggins Island. And, uh, gentlemen, I'm thinking about buying. Oh. <laughs> Enjoy it because it Thinking might be taking buying. on water in a couple months. <laughs> we'll see. By the way, I see scheduled, scheduled for six o'clock to be posted on the Score North Twitter feed and I believe Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Rami did something similar to what Judd did a couple years ago. Judd did the Houston Rockets challenge a couple years ago when the Rockets went 0 for 27 from three. Yeah. Judd said, I can make a three. That was a. Uh, he didn't. It was rough. That was a playoff game. Uh, Rami did the Minnesota Timberwolves challenge. He said six for forty-five. I can go six of forty-five mm-hmm. from downtown. Yep. You'll have to watch the video. It's going to be posted in about ninety minutes on the Scorner Twitter account and Scorner Facebook. And account. if you missed it earlier, at Real D Cunningham and at Rami is tweeting. Danny and I had ourselves a bit of a slam dunk contest. Boys. Oh wow! Yeah, you know, and I, I appreciate you guys call that. I appreciate the fact <laughs> you bleeped the wrong word. I'd like to apologize for that. Thank you for hitting the dump button. Thank you for hitting the dump button on me. First time I've done that. Ten years. First time I've done that. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you, Phil Mackey, for saving me. I apologize profusely. That's amazing. That was great. I bleeped the wrong word. I bleeped the wrong word. You blinked the third word into wow. the same. I know. Wow. Ten years. First time. I pulled wow. a Royce. That's pretty good. And like for Thank most you. of those ten years, Judd's been on for like four hours a day. Yeah. And he's never once done it. I can't believe I there did it. it. Is. Thank you. For a second there, I stopped him like, what did I say? Oh no. Today was just a three hour day for Judd and he just yeah, it's, too not, it's not enough loose. work. Thank you. Amazing. It's amazing. All right, Phil Mac- just calmly reached over. Thank you very much. Mackie and Joe with Rami. It took me a second for me to process that. Yeah, me, like, no, me too. That's what I, I like, said. It. really just... And I said it. Wow. Oh. Uh, we'll come Thank back. You. Mackie wow. and Joe with Rami. Score North in the Score North app. All right. Two things when we come back. Was Sunday the biggest win of Kirk Cousins' career? And where should Dalvin Cook be the MVP uh, leader in the clubhouse? We'll talk some Vikings when we come back. And hopefully we won't get in trouble by dropping words we can't. Um, <laughs> Good God, man. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. By the way, if Judd was a business, he might need some insurance after what just happened there a couple minutes ago. 
Federated has been a Minnesota-based company since the early 1900s, and they are here to stand behind you as a business owner. So have you ever had an insurance claim that just left you feeling, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better comparison, sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company that you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can have peace of mind and you can get on with running your business. Here's what you do. Go to federatedinsurance.com and just look at all the different industries that Federated protects to see if it matches the business that you own. You can also find your Federated marketing representative at federatedinsurance.com as well. Federated, it's our business to protect yours. 